Nostalgic Bicycle Thieves. Welcome to 902 and Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice and a birthday girl. Hey, and you're a birthday boy. I know. I know. January 4th for me, January 7th for Kendra. The party never stops. <laughs> it never stops. It's the party week. That's right. Uh, where do we stop? I'm Kendra Mickles? No. You we, are. Yeah, we did that's that. That's it. That's the spot. Yeah. I'm Kendra Mickles. I've seen these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all, but they still surprise me sometimes, Kendra. <laughs> you forget. I do. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, radiomeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at Here We Go Pod. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Today we're discussing Season 5, Episode 22, Alone at the Top, which I guess refers to Valerie? Valerie? Is so in the, the episode, Dylan says, is it lonely at the top? Right. I feel like just okay. make them well, the same. But there's something in there, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's crack open the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards and professional ethics. The weak need not apply. Kaka! Is that <laughs> is that what Condors say? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. This episode originally aired February twenty second, twenty twenty one. That's not right. <laughs> no, it's not. Thank you, Kendra. 1995. Good catch. A little little bit of a difference there. Yeah. Uh, February 24th, Wesley Allen Gullick, who played Willie, turned 47. One passing to mention, James Hero. Is that how you say that? Oh, maybe. I've never actually said it aloud. It looks like Poirot, kind of. It does, yeah. With an H. Author author of books like All, All Creatures Great and Small. Yeah, do you know those books? People love those books. Animal stories and things. Okay. Well. Are they kids' books? uh, No, no, no. They're they're like elderly rich people who have sitting room books, I would say. Oh, okay. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. Got it. (laughs) TV. February 25th, legendary comedian George Burns made his final television appearance when he was presented with a Lifetime Achievement Award from the Screen Actors Guild. I love George Burns. Have you seen anything with George Burns? 18 again? Anything like that? No. Is that like 17 again? Uh, Yeah, actually, it is. Okay. He switches places with his grandson. Okay. Um, At the time of recording, Gabriel Carteris serves as the president of the Screen Actors Guild. That's true. I did not know that. That's a fact. That's a fact, yeah. That, huh. It seems like a random person to be the president, but also very on par for Andrea. Andrea, I know, I know. (laughs) February 25th, Free Willy, the animated series based on the film of the same name, aired the final episode of its two-season run. Now, no, there was. I mean, it makes perfect sense, but I guess I didn't know there was a Free Willy cartoon. I didn't either. I don't think I've seen a Free Willy movie all the way through. Really? I, I saw at least the first couple. The first one is really like locked in my mind. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this was at a time when everything was getting an animated series. Though it blows my mind that Jurassic Park didn't get an animated series in the 90s. I yeah, mean, that seems crazy. Yeah, you know, in 2020 or whatever, you got Camp Cretaceous based on Jurassic World. But mm-hmm. like, this was the this was the ideal time. I mean, The Mummy had one, everything. Yeah. Ram- Rambo. Rambo <laughs> had a cartoon, for heaven's sakes. <laughs> for heaven's sakes. Oh my goodness. 
Oh, some video games to mention. February 25th, Front Mission is released for the Super Nintendo, launching the Front Mission family of games that would continue up through 2019 PS4 entry Left Alive. I've never I'm, heard of these. No, I've never I've never played one of these games either. I have not. What are you going to do? Hey, a couple as of decades of, worth. Yeah. As of recording, this is really random, but okay. I'll just mention. Please um, do. Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger had his last game this week. Huh. End of, end of an era. He's pretty that much is... the only quarter, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback I've ever, like, known. Wow. <laughs> like, I've just... And he's gone. He's been playing through my entire okay. life. And, uh, I mean, he's not dead, but he... Uh, right, yeah. He's retiring, so... Wow. Yeah. Okay. Big, uh, big thing. Yeah. Nick, take us beyond the zip code. Okay. Well, here's a random one for you. In 2003, Rob Estes, who plays Harry Wilson in the CW 90210, and Kyle McBride in the OG Melrose Place, played Jimmy, the father of Jess Mariano in the WB CW series, The Gilmore Girls. Oh! And he, I was so impressed with Rob Estes in those episodes of Gilmore Girls because he is just like Jess. Yes. Like, he yeah. must have watched all footage of him <laughs> and just got it down yeah. because it's perfect. Yep, it is. It, it's so weird, Rob Estes, in like the 90210 franchise, because early on in Melrose Place, he plays a character who's there for s- several episodes as a friend of uh, Michael Mancini. And then in the later years, he comes on as a series regular, but not as that character, as Kyle McBride, hmm. and is on for like two or three seasons. And then when CW reboots 90210, they bring him back again, but not as either of the previous characters but as a third character in the franchise. So it's just huh. like, what are you doing? Confusing. I don't get it. Yeah, he's will... one of the few who have three different roles on three different series, or two different series. Crazy. I will uh, forever be sad that that backdoor pilot uh, I know. never happened. It did I mean, the, the backdoor really pilot happened, but the, yeah, the, series, the series didn't. Yeah, it would have been good. would have been yeah. good. Rob Estes would have been great in it. Did you guys ever watch The Year in the Life? Oh, yeah. Girls? Okay. We went the you, distance on Gilmore Girls. You had it for a while, so I I, was, I couldn't remember when you watched yep, it. Yeah, we did. We did eventually. All right. Well, let's look at our uh, synopsis for Alone at the Top. Is this synopsis correct? Cause it the, is. Okay, cool, because the title's not correct. Oh. You're just messing up all over the I place. Know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Valerie convinces Rush to sell her his share of the Peach Pit after dark and immediately turns it into an ultimatum for Ray. Hit the sheets or hit the streets. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, thank you. Folks, I don't read these synopses beforehand. Nick just writes them and I say what's on the screen. <laughs> Meanwhile, a crime wave hits CU ranging from theft to violent attacks. Andrea's fling with Peter continues to escalate and Dylan reconnects with his old pal, Charlie. All right. Who's living in Beverly Hills? Today's episode was written by Steve Wasserman and Jessica Klein. We have a new director in Victor Lobel. <gasps> new director. He would, yeah. He directed, this is the first of six episodes uh, that he directs, and it's spaced out from now until the end of the series. So it's like, you know, uh, he's, he's going to be here for the long haul, but only five more episodes after this. He did a lot of directing work, a lot across the Star Trek franchise, Cagney and Lacey, lots of diagnosis murder. Pretty prolific career as a TV director. So welcome, Victor. Welcome. Returning players include James C. Victor as Peter Tucker, Carolyn McWilliams as Luann Pruitt, subtle as always, 
Jed Allen back as Rush Sanders, and Jeffrey King back as Charlie Rollins. It's been a while since we've seen Dylan's rehab buddy, Charlie. Yeah, I totally forgot who he was, actually. I was like, is so, this his drug dealer? Who is this? Yeah. yeah. He was, when he was, he's like Stone's hat. That yeah. kind of clued me back. Yeah, in yeah. I no, I figured it out eventually. Yeah. A couple new recurring players. We have, we have Tracy Frame as Lenny, who is David's pal in the dorms. He'd go on to play a larger role in Melrose Place, huh. much like Rob Estes crossing franchises, different characters. He played the character of Bob Matthews, who's a recurring role on Melrose Place, uh, plus popping up in shows like Silver Spoons, Desperate Housewives, and the CSI franchise. We have David Bowe as Garrett Slan. David had, Bowie? Now, Kendra, Bummer. you would have recognized David Bowie. <laughs> plus recurring roles on shows like Felicity, Days of Our Lives, and Shameless. Also, he was recently in an episode of The Morning Show, which we've both been watching over on Apple. Yes. Good show. Finally, in new recurring players, we had Miranda Viscoli as Amy. Uh, this is her most prominent role. She had a few other things, including the film Leftovers, but these two episodes, she doesn't know to a no. Probably the biggest. Is this biggest the girl who gets career. who gets her bike is, stolen? I, I believe. Yeah, I think this is the girl who's like, I'm I'm going home to my family. Okay. I think is who it is. Um, other cast members, we have Adrian Hampton as Wendy. She was in Lois and Clark, ER, Elf, classics Classic. of the '80s and '90s. Yeah. And finally, in a one-off appearance, we have David Correa as Detective Garcia, who also, he played a role in Melrose Place, plus shows like Empty Nest, which I love, and Huff, which I don't really like. <laughs> so there you go. All right. Lots of players this time. Correct. All right. Let's get into it. Alone at the top. We start at the top in Valerie's mm-hmm. hotel room. Mm-hmm. Valerie is calling for Ray, and Luann once again covers for him, saying, oh, you just missed you him. You just even missed him. Ray is standing right there. Uh, so after she hangs up with um, Luann, she goes to the door, because there's a knock at the door, and it's Rush. And yeah. I was like, wow, she is just trying to bang everyone, yeah, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> She's going after dads now. Yeah. And I really think Rush would have gone. I think he would have like taken very little convincing to uh, Really? Oh yeah. I don't I don't think so. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. All right. Well anyway, he gets her to finally get to the point of why he's there, which is she wants to buy his shares of the Peach Pit After Dark. Cool. He says they're not for sale, but everything is negotiable. Yeah, it sure is, yeah. And then we have the intro. Uh, the thing I love about Judd Allen as Rush, it's like he really is Ian Ziering's dad. Yeah. I mean, he just <laughs> is so locked in. Like, they just, you can see more so than I think any of the other, like, kid-parent combinations. You can just see, yes, this is where Steve came from. Yeah. And I just really appreciate that about the performance. Mm-hmm. On campus, Kelly is blindfolded and being led by Brandon somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, turns out it's a big picnic for her. It's a welcome back from being in a cult picnic yeah. <laughs> with all She's, her friends. She has very little qualms about just being like, yep, I was in a cult. Yeah. And now I'm out of the cult. She's like, no, yeah, that was rough, wasn't it? <laughs> she's not struggling with any sort of like conflicted feelings. She's just like, I was in a cult and now I'm not. Yeah. Cool to see the whole gang. I feel like this was the yeah. first time we saw like the full cast. It has been Ray a while. Jesse, I guess. Was Andrea there? I don't think was Andrea, Andrea was there. there. I don't think so. She's in her own little spinoff. Yeah. Filled with lust and deception. <laughs> yeah. 
Dylan arrives and they welcome back Dylan as well because he hasn't yeah. set foot on that campus for a I long love time. Dylan, you kind of see him in the background between Kelly and Brandon, and he walks up and just like pushes Brandon out of the shot. I thought it was so funny. Yeah. I don't know if that was like intentional. It must have been, but it was really funny to me. He was just like, and you go over there. Poor sad Dylan. So sad. I really don't like I really don't like that Brandon and Kelly are just like, well, we survived the cult. Now we're yeah. back together better than ever. Yeah. I don't think it's going to last. I'm telling you what, Kendra, I am just having such a weird experience rebranded and Kelly because I've spent my life shipping that relationship, okay? And watching it this time, I'm like, your life is you a have lie. No chemistry. <laughs> you shouldn't be together. You're boring. So I don't, I don't, you know, I mean, they had it, they had it in spades in the they, beginning. And now yeah. I'm just like, okay, mom and dad, you know, yeah. I hate it. Kelly's uh, fashion has not changed, unfortunately. She's like, no, no makeup. Like oh my her hair is a weird length. She's yes. frumpy, baggy yeah. Sunday school teacher clothes. Yes. Terrible. We'll, we'll give all, her some more always, time to recover. Always I guess. beiges, yeah. beiges and cream color. Yeah. She's, it washes weird. her out. It's weird. Yeah. Well, while we're talking about looks, let's let's let this let's let this unkind streak continue. <laughs> I hate Claire's look at the moment. Every time she's on the screen, I'm just like, I hate this hair. I hate that <laughs> necklace. I hate these clothes. It's I just, do, I don't like her hair. The way they're styling her, it's just I'm like, oh my gosh, take your shiny lips and just go away. <laughs> it doesn't crazy. bother it doesn't bother me that much, but it's not my favorite okay. hairstyle. Okay. She's She's rocking right now. Yeah. Uh, Donna leaves pretty much as soon as Kelly gets there because she it has to meet. so lame. I know. So lame. Super lame. Like, hey, glad you're my friend again. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> to meet, She's going to meet Ray at the Peach Pit After Dark for yes. some Yes. Sound reason. check or something. Yeah. And I, is this where David is like, seems like Donna joined her own cult, the cult of Ray. And yeah. And I'm like, maybe too soon Yeah, Kelly, but. Maybe. You know. Maybe. Dylan leaves with her. So he yeah, what a great party this was. Yeah, this is awesome. Amy, I assume, comes up and asks, hey, David, did you have a bike in front of our dorm? And mm. he says, no, I don't have a bike. And she says, well, someone stole all of our bikes. A bunch of bikes. How do you a steal a bunch of bikes? You got to like be that? like a street gang. You got to be like yeah. a Charles Dickens-esque street it's gang. Gotta... <laughs> It's got to be like a multiple person operation. It has to be. It has to be. Also, this was the episode where I was like, I guess David lives in the dorm now. Yeah. Does he? Is that? I guess guess this is the first time we've ever seen him. It is. I mean, once once he moved out of the beach apartment, it was kind of like David lives elsewhere. Yeah. And maybe they said the dorm. I don't know. But this was the first time it was actually. I was confused why we were in the dorm so much. I was too. Yeah. That's why. Yep. So as they're talking about the bikes, we see from the perspective of like a creepy person in the bushes watching them have this conversation. And apparently this is Brandon's, uh, this is Brandon's problem to deal with as the president of the student body. He needs to get on security and get them to do something about these bike thieves. You know, I was pretty not sympathetic towards Brandon on this because, yes, it's not his responsibility. He's not in charge of campus security, but, like, he represents the students. He's a student body president, and multiple students coming to him being like, we're concerned about this, and him being like, what do you want me to do about it? 
It's like be the president. Yeah. Lead. Do something. Represent the students. He he'll just, go. He'll go to the chancellor to talk about his laundry that morning. Right, right. And he won't go to the chancellor to talk about this. Yes. Yeah. I just think he's so he's so like passing the buck. It's just like, well, what is your job then exactly, if not to take student concerns and issues to the administration? <laughs> um, someone likens the campus security to Barney Fife, which I thought was funny. Classic. Hey, oh, you know what? I'm reading. Uh, I'm reading Ron Howard's book right now, The Boys. Oh. That's cool. It's him and him and Clint Howard, his brother, and it's super interesting so far. I didn't realize just how like far back, like pre Andy Griffith show, Ron Howard's like showbiz career went. Really interesting. My granddad uh, loved yeah. the Andy Griffith show, sure. so every time I see the Andy Griffith show, I think of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, at the Peach Pit after dark, Valerie will not be ignored. She's there to see Ray. Why aren't you calling me back? I don't get this. I really don't. I mean, I guess they kind of play it up a little later that she's just like alone at the top and, and wants to have somebody with her. But I don't understand the levels to, she's willing to go. She could have she could. anybody. She could. Anybody. Yeah. Why is she going after Ray? I don't yeah, understand I it. He's not that much of a catch. How did we... I don't really remember where the Valerie Steve stuff, I feel like they just completely dropped that. I mean, obviously when, when he walked in on her and Dylan, that was a whole big thing and then they were fighting. But after that, I felt like they were a little bit more like, you know, like back to being flirty again. Then it just seems like that is done. Yeah, I guess they kind of left it on, he forgave her, but I don't think he trusts her. No, I don't think he trusts her either, but I feel like if Valerie came on to Steve, he probably could find wow. it within his heart <laughs> to trust again. Yeah. <laughs> so they're in this, like, green room. They're yeah. in a room by themselves, and Donna comes in the room with food for Ray yeah. and is just, like, not upset that he and yeah. Valerie are in this room together, doesn't think anything of it. Valerie calls Ray our guy. She's like, I was just talking to our guy. And Donna's like, what, is, what does that mean? And Ray's like, oh, who knows? She crazy. <laughs> and Donna says, I like her. Yeah, she's great. She's great. Okay, now we go to the dorm where apparently David lives. Yeah, David lives there, yeah. Amy is talking to Claire. She's very upset because her bike was insured by her parents, but they won't replace it. Parents. That's not cool. That's not cool. That's pretty, that's pretty uncool. And I'm Let, sorry, they took out an insurance policy on a bike? Yeah, on a bike. Well, it was a very nice bike, she said. Okay, okay. David's friend, Lenny, is very unsympathetic about the whole yeah. situation with her and her bike. Yeah, but I kind of forgave him because of that sick vinyl collection he had. All those oh, bootlegs yeah. and stuff, forget it. Yeah. Well, while this conversation is happening, he and David are like bowling in the hallway with cans and a tennis yeah. ball. Yeah, David's finally having fun again. Yeah. <laughs> Claire is ready to leave. She's tired of sitting there watching them play this game. David's like, no, no, no. We're best two out of three. So then she's like, well, can we just, can we change the music? So they go in his room. She makes fun of his vinyl collection. Right, which is lame. And he and David are like, vinyl's the best. Does he say that Pearl Jam, is it Pearl Jam that he says is releasing yes. everything on vinyl? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. remember that sort of being a thing throughout, like, cause this, this, I feel like mid nineties was really when records were still kind of around, but were not that common. And 
fewer and fewer new things were coming out, but there were specific bands that never let it go. So I, I kind of like that little bit of like vinyl history. You do love your vinyl. I do, Kendra. That's true. I have a I have a modest vinyl collection. But, yeah, uh, I, I bought I, you a couple of records over the years. I don't use it as much as like I don't listen to it as much as mm. I should. Yeah, yeah. I've been meaning to talk to you about that. Yeah. <laughs> Claire, at this point, is is she's like, all right, I'm out of here. I'm done. Like, I'm glad you've made some friends, David, but I'm not going to sit here and watch you guys bowl for the rest of the day. I'm so sorry, Kendra. Do you think you and I should open up a record store called Vinylvention? You know, like Vinyl Intervention. Vention. Like mm. Intervention, but Vinylvention. Like, yes. Stick to the same old music. You need a Vinylvention. <laughs> you know? Yes, I love it. Yeah. In your blues away of vinyl, vinyl venture. <laughs> I lost the track. I lost the track. Yeah, but... it's all right. It's all right. All right. Well, yeah, we'll keep we'll keep at it. Now we go to the hospital. This all oh feels kind of like a different show. Yeah. This, it feels like a hospital yeah. drama. Yep. She and on Peter and Andre are just walking down the hall canoodling. Yeah. I know. I know. And. I, I, it's like they want to get caught. It's yeah. like they're like, we have nothing to hide. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. He pulls Andrea into a room, leaving the cart she was pushing in the hallway. And she's, I mean, she's just going for it now. She's like, she oh, does. I love this job as they're making out and taking I their clothes off. I don't like this at all. I hate it. It's not, it's not at all like, oh, Andrea's, I mean, listen, this wouldn't excuse it, but it would be one thing if she was like caught up in a moment or it was just like, oh my gosh, we shouldn't be doing this. But she's like, just, you know, slapping him on the butt and like rolling around. And mm-hmm. I, I just don't know, like just having the time of her life. It just makes it, her seem it like seems a very on Andrea to me. It does, and it makes her seem like a bad person. Yes. Like just a terrible, bad person. Yeah, which she's not and never has been right. in this show. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, so someone, a nurse or whoever, finds the cart in the hallway and opens the door and says, Andrea, are you in here? And Peter says, no, it's just me, and I'm not clothed, so don't come in. Yeah. Andrea says, we can't do this here anymore. And Peter's like, you're right. We can't do this here. Here. Anymore. Taking it elsewhere. Yeah. At the Peach Pit After Dark, (laughs) big crowd, they're starting the night, and Rush announces to everyone, there's a new owner of the Peach Pit. It's Valerie. Valerie. Everyone is surprised. Claire and David seem pretty annoyed, especially Claire. She is very annoyed by this turn of events. Donna is just very confused. She's like, is she going to drop out of school? I didn't even know she wanted to do this. Like, because Valerie is in college, I suppose. I know. Have we ever seen her on the campus? I don't think so. (laughs) No, but remember she was taking classes with Kelly, like at the start of the Finley stuff. Oh, yeah. Borrowing notes. notes. Yes, you're right. Yeah. After, so Valerie gets on the stage and is like, let's do this. Yeah. And then she goes to talk to Donna and Ray and is like, guys, this just happened so fast. I wanted to tell you, but it's been crazy. Yeah. Donna gives her a, a hug. So she's happy for her. She thinks it's great. Yeah. And what, during the hug, Valerie and Ray are like shooting daggers at each other. Yeah. I just don't, this, it starts to feel a little like, teenage boy fan fiction-y here mm. where she kind of is this do we get to the part with the ultimatum with ray yet or is no this not, yet. Later? Okay. not yet okay that to me is just like 
oh my gosh like you can still be a rock star but if you want to be a rock star you have to have tons of sex with this really hot lady okay i don't wanna just, just deal with it you're a rock star and you're gonna sleep with this woman all the time At Dylan's house, Valerie wakes him up in the middle of the night because she's so excited that she bought the peach pit. She wants to celebrate with him. She brings over drugs, weed, whatever it is, marijuana. No, I'm going to call foul on that. I don't buy this. I think this is, I mean, obviously it's what happened. We can't deny (laughs) that. But I feel like it's very out of character given how she reacted the last time Dylan was on drugs. Yeah, I think she's just full chaos right now she's just wanting to blow up everything yeah maybe she wants them to smoke themselves silly and make love all night is what she says right she then picks on him and for being stuck on kelly yeah and says that she's not bad for backup for kelly a little self-esteem there val yeah this is where dylan says it's lonely at the top yeah she's just looking for someone to be with yeah, she leaves, just, but she leaves him a joint. I don't know. The last time when Dylan was in the hospital and stuff, she went to his house and flushed all his stuff. She, like, got rid of the drug dealer and stuff. It's really... I don't get why now she's trying to get him back on drugs. I don't I don't get that. I guess she's just burning everything down. I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. At the Walsh house the next morning, Brandon, Cindy, and Jim are discussing Valerie... And Cindy's concerned, like, she's not sending any of this money back home to her family that she has. Yeah. Um, Jim says at the first time of, sign of trouble, she's going to be back on their porch. He's he's just counting the days till. Yeah, but, but we see Jim and, Jim and Cindy again. They were absolutely. I know, awesome. they're in this show. <laughs> Steve calls Brandon to tell him that three frat houses got hit last night. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, bicycles? Steve, is that is Steve that what's... is still in a frat? Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. I feel okay. like we recently saw him. That we've recently seen the keg house, haven't we? Have we? I'll take your word on it. I don't Maybe. Remember. Maybe. Uh, so he's telling Brandon this because Brandon apparently is the one who has to deal with it. Yeah. So, which annoys Brandon. Which again, I think is so. Like, do they expect just some like random? like college freshmen to go and be like, I'd like to see the chancellor, please. <laughs> like, it's, again, this is Brandon's position to take these concerns. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm just thinking about me in college. If a bunch of people's stuff was being stolen, I don't know that I would go to our president. I feel like I would go to like a professor or yeah, that's true. someone else. I don't know. Or straight to, yeah. I don't know who I would go to, but I don't think I would have thought to go to the student body president. No, but I feel like the, the, the dynamics of the campus are a little bit more centered around like the student senators and the whole, I mean, I feel like yeah. that is a bigger part of this campus, or at least we've been led to believe that it is. Yeah. All right. We get this quick little, scene of again from the perspective of whoever is watching from the bushes and they're watching kelly and amy walking down the sidewalk yeah creepy music all that it's it's but a second at kelly donna claire's david and claire are talking about booking bands with valerie david thinks it's going to be weird to book bands with her but they're going to do it Oh, no. This is his dorm room, isn't it? 
I wrote Kelly Donna Claire's, but it's his dorm room because yeah, Lenny, because the then Lenny comes in to return David's notes. Yeah. As soon as he walks in, Claire is like, she, she's glad she was on her way out, but she's glad that she's leaving because she mm-hmm. clearly does not like him. Lenny points this out to David after she leaves and David kind of brushes it off and he says, oh, compared to you guys, I'm an old man. He apparently <laughs> was in the army, but he is broke. Like he didn't get any benefits from the army. Okay. He won't say why, which kind of leads you to believe he was right. discharged for some reason. Dishonorably, perhaps. Perhaps. He says he has to beg, borrow, and steal to make ends meet. Yeah. And David, like stealing bikes? yeah. Well, David jokes, "Don't say that too loud." With all the theft going around, and <laughs> Lenny does not take the joke well. He is upset, and he leaves. At Andrea's, she's talking on the phone to Jesse. He's in Kansas City for an interview. They're talking about how Hannah's having trouble sleeping. Andrea's having trouble sleeping. Mm-hmm. He says the interview went well in Kansas City, so Boise might be out of the picture. For sure. She says that Kansas City is not much better. Mm-hmm. There's a knock at the door. Surprise! It's Peter! Yeah, Peter's hair enters the scene two minutes before he does. <laughs> Jesse's like, who's at the door? And she says, it's my grandmother. Grandma Rose? Hi, Grandma. So she gets off the phone with Jesse, tells Peter that he's in Kansas City, and Peter says, I hear everything's up to date there. <gasps> I sang that song. About as far as we can go. I sang that song in a musical. I know. I remember. It's a good song. Yeah. What's that from? Oklahoma? I think it's from Oklahoma, but you were in Grand Night for Singing, right? Yeah, it was a Grand Rod- Night for Singing, but it's Rod- originally. Hammerstein Review. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Directed by Hillary Gunning of Previously on X-Men. Yes. That was a fun time. It was. Andrea tells him, no, you got to go. Like, this is too dangerous, you being here. But he convinces her with kisses that he's going to stay. Yeah. Super great. Yeah, it is great. At the Peach Pit, Ray is looking for Valerie. And Nat tells him that Valerie is next door, redecorating. Mm -hmm. Sure. We see her redecorating is putting up a dartboard in a narrow, in a narrow <laughs> alleyway. Like you can't yes. back up enough to throw it. It's a yeah, terrible place for a dartboard. It it's not good placement. Well, she doesn't know what she's doing, Kendra. <laughs> she bought this club on a whim. <laughs> she says that her and Ray have unfinished business. Yes. And he says, it, it's not worth it. I'm not, I don't want to lie to Donna. And Valerie says, you already are lying to her, and I want you back in my bed. In my bed, yeah. And if he doesn't, he's not going to work there again. That's right. And that's the only club in all of L.A., so. Correct. It's the only one. (laughs) It's the only one. I also, I mean, I don't really understand how you run a successful nightclub just by having one acoustic guitarist play every night. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. I don't know. When I think acoustic club, I don't think slow jam acoustic. You know what I mean? No. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Well, we can't. I mean, we never hear the music he's playing, but true. Perhaps yeah. he's more rock and roll now. Maybe he is. Yeah. Next scene is in the Valerie's office at the Peach Pit After Dark, I guess, and she and David and Claire are discussing bands. She basically says, 
we're going in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Ray is out, which very much upsets Claire. But David's like, yes, I agree. Let's get yeah. some new people in here. Yeah. Which is is Valerie saying that he's never going to play again or it's just going to be a broader rotation? That's kind of she's like, well, let's see. Is, yeah, is kind of how she thought, left it. I mean, I think probably she's saying realistically that he's never going to come back. Yeah. But she says she wants to like publish a calendar with like upcoming bands, which is are, that's they're good. good ideas. They're all good ideas. The yeah, the ideas are sound. Yeah. Steve goes to meet Rush at a restaurant for lunch. He comes in very hot. He's mm-hmm. very upset. Furious. He asks Rush, "Did you sleep with Valerie?" And Rush is like, "No, we exchanged money, which is how business is done." Right. <laughs> He gives Steve a check, which is his commission, <laughs> and Steve opens the the envelope with the check, and it on a dime is like, oh, he's like, okay, let's get the waiter over here. I want to order food. Let's get yeah, all like, the good stuff. Maybe I will have that steak after all. Yeah, it seemed like a little improv at the end of this scene when yeah. he's calling he's for like, the waiter. Yeah, he's like, get waiter, get out of here. here. <laughs> That's funny. Yep. Yeah. Somewhere in the woods, Dylan is trying to smoke this joint that Valerie left for him. Yeah. But he can't seem to light it. He's like trying and trying with the lighter. It's not lighting. And and just to clarify, Dylan, who's essentially on parole because of drug-related offenses, decides to take the pot out into the open in the daylight and smoke it. Yeah. Like a park? It kind of looked like a park. It looked like a park. It looked like a park. I actually think he threw a bike in the back of his porch, so it could be that Dylan... (laughs) Yeah, maybe it's Dylan all along. Could be. At Kelly, Donna, Claire's. Claire breaks the news to Donna that Ray is, he's out. Yeah, he's out. Donna is then upset with David for not sticking up for Ray more. Yeah. Claire kind of threw David under the bus a little bit. She really did. She was like, I tried to stop it, but David loved it. David was like, make him go. Donna says, poor Ray, he must be feeling so terrible. Cut to Ray's house, and he's 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 out of here. He's packing yep. his bags. He's hitting yep. the road, Jack. Yep. He's had it. He tells Luann that an agent is booking him colleges all over the Northwest. Yeah, take that deal. Sounds like a take, good deal. Take that deal. Luann is not wanting him to do this to run away and leave Donna like this. He says he'll call Donna from the road, but she convinces him. You told them you would play the peach pit tonight. You need to honor that commitment. You need to give Donna a kiss. Goodbye. A a kiss. She'll never forget. A kiss. She'll never forget. That's a really crucial element. Mm -hmm. Dylan goes to a motel to meet up with his friend, Charlie, Charlie, Yes. Who, when we saw him, I was like, who are you? I do not know who you are. It took me a while <laughs> to, to remember who this was, but it's his old rehab buddy, Charlie. Yep. He confesses to Charlie that he almost did some drugs um, and that it was Valerie who supplied the smoke, but Kelly who supplied the motivation. Right. Because he's right. so hung up on Kelly. And they, you know, they talk a little bit and Charlie tells Dylan he needs to figure out what he's going to do with his life because one mm-hmm. day the wind's not going to be blowing to make it so he can't light his correct. joint. That is correct. That's nice that he has a friend. Yep. He's got a little pal. 
back on campus. Kelly and Brandon are strolling and it's nighttime, I believe. Uh-huh. Or it's like the sun's going down. Yeah. They're t- Brandon's talking about, what do I have to do with campus security? I'm the student body president, not Batman. <laughs> I like that. I like the reference. Yeah. Kelly says, let's get him home, and she'll give him a bath and a back rub. Ooh. But then they hear some rustling in the trees, and Kelly uh-huh. starts to feel a little freaked out. So a little they, unsafe, sure. They walk a little faster. The camera then pans to this person behind the trees, and we see their shoes... And then we see them flip open a knife, like a switchblade. Yeah. yeah. He's got a knife. So is he going to attack both of them? I don't know what his plan is. Is that the, I mean, why is he brandishing, I guess, for no one to see? I don't know. No idea. Okay. Well, we find out, though, because of what happens next. So yes. back at the dorm, David is like, oh, now Don is mad at me. Why didn't you lie for me? Why didn't you right. cover for me? And she's like, I tried. Uh Uh-huh. Amy, (laughs) yeah. Amy is on her way out with her suitcases. She's out of there, and she breaks the news that someone got raped on campus. Yeah, and this is is dropped very, almost nonchalantly. Too nonchalantly. It it really is. It was jarring, and it was kind of like, I don't, I don't know. I felt it was very weird, the way they did it. I agree. Lenny uh, is just like, being quippy about it. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. well, at least you don't have to worry about bikes getting stolen. Yeah, not cool, then. Not, not cool. cool. Yeah, and Claire is just like, she's over him. Mm-hmm. Fully over him. And as she and David walk away, the camera pans down to Lenny's shoes. Yes. Are they familiar, Kendra? Are they they familiar do look you? familiar. Okay. It's it's very clear from, the be- from as soon as you meet Lenny that there's something up with him. Yeah. I assume... I mean, we we don't find out this episode, right. but... We don't get a full resolution, no. Yeah. Elsewhere. I think this is... Um, I think it's just Steve and Brandon are talking. I think so. Are they at the front? This is or... This is where they're very nonchalant about, about yes, it. Brandon's are. like, yes, how many are. bureaucrats does it take to catch a rapist? Yeah. Like, someone yeah. was just I... raped, like, an hour ago. I, I Can know. you, like, show some compassion? This was... This was, there's a lot of things that I felt like were unusual in this. That's why I was interested to see who the writers were. And it's, it's regular writers. It's yeah. nobody new. But yeah, there were a couple of things in here that I thought were just very cash. Yeah. That shouldn't have been. So Kelly walks up to them and she's just kind of, she's really freaked out. Mm-hmm. Brandon tells her, well, stop. Like, why were you just walking alone? Stop walking alone. But it, it, it happened in broad daylight. And Kelly says, we were right there. Right. So I guess it was where she and Brandon were walking. Right. Um, but it I, happened during the day. This is another little continuity thing that I feel like is kind of a miss. Kelly's freaked out about this, but there's no callback to the Halloween yeah. episode, mm-hmm. you know, where she was like kind of rescued last minute. Mm-hmm. And I think there should have been, you know, yeah. I mean, I think she should have been, I don't know. Yeah. At the Peach Pit after dark, Ray is 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 there honoring his commitment, tuning his yeah, guitar. Good for him. Good for him. Valerie's surprised that he's there, but he tells her he believes in fulfilling his obligations. Hmm. She then is like, where's Donna? I want to say hi to Donna. And he he kind of is trying to threaten her. He says, you know, I, I can tell the truth. I have the truth. I know how right. you've been acting. And she says, you're not going to do that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Dylan then returns her joint unsmoked. Good for him. Yes. She asks if he has any plans and he says, I do. They just don't happen to include you. Mm-hmm. Drop the mic. Yeah. He's very smug about returning that joint as if he didn't like just get foiled by a breeze. Yeah. Otherwise he would have smoked it. So, you <laughs> know. Strong breeze. Yeah. Over in the peach pit, <laughs> um, Dylan puts on some music on the jukebox and it is upbeat. But this, yeah. it's a music replacement thing because Kelly sure. then walks over and is like, can you pick something more upbeat? <laughs> but it's a very upbeat song that's yeah. playing. Yeah, that's not, the music replacement. I mean, it seems very obvious most of the time what it should be. And they're just kind of like, I don't know, put this one in. <laughs> she tells Dylan that it meant a lot to her that he came to the campus for the picnic and, you know, that he's such a good friend. She kisses him on the cheek. You'll always Such be my a good friend. friend. Always friends. Yeah, friends forever. Friends forever. At the hospital, Peter finds Andrea and shows her a motel key. Oh ho ho! Asks if he can get she can get the babysitter to stay a little longer so they can yeah. go to this motel. And they're yeah. just kissing in the hallway. Mm-hmm. In the hallway. In the hallway. She yeah. tells him not tonight because. Um, Jesse's mom is watching Hannah and she would never understand Yeah, about asking for yeah. more time. I like, I like that Andrea is responsible enough to schedule her adultery. You know yeah. what I mean? I just think that's really, yeah. you know, it's, she's, that's how, she's looking ahead, yeah. making mm-hmm. sure she has a babysitter and stuff. Really good. Mm-hmm. Back on campus, it's still, still nighttime. Claire and David are at the student union drinking some coffee and they, they're su- kind of supposed to be at the Peach Pit after dark, but they made up excuse. They they each made up a separate excuse to tell Valerie. <laughs> so I'm sure Valerie figured it out. But Claire is kind of like, maybe we just shouldn't be booking bands for her. Maybe we should yeah. just be out. Yeah. Which is a pity because it's Claire's, you know, Claire was the one pushing them to do the Peach Pit after dark. She's exactly, the one that got yeah. it going. Mm-hmm. They see Lenny and begrudgingly on Claire's end invite him right. to come sit with them. And they're talking about a Hendrix mixtape that Lenny made for David when the yep. LAPD approaches Uh-oh. and asks Lenny to come with them. Mm-hmm. And David is confused. He's like, they don't think he's the rapist, do they? Mm-hmm. And that's where we leave it for Lenny. We don't yep. find out this right. episode. At the Peach Pit After Dark... Donna and Ray are in the parking lot after his set. Donna thinks that he did really well, but he breaks it to Donna that he's leaving town for a little while. He's got some gigs. She takes it pretty hard, I feel like. She takes it hard? Don't you think? Oh, yeah. I I mean, she thinks it's like, you know, basically this is the end. Yeah. If it was me, I'd be like, so we're broken up now. Like I'm, cause he's like, she's like, when are you coming back? And he's like, I don't know. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not waiting for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good for you, Kendra. Stand up for yourself. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to think that's what I would say. I but... like to think it's what you. I think it is what you'd say, Kendra. How about that? Yeah. He tells her, "There's something I got to tell you." Yeah. And he says, "I love you." Mm-hmm. Then he says, "There's something else I have to tell you." And she says, no, nothing else matters. It Great. only matters that you love me. That's it. That's all that matters. And they kiss. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the episode. Dun, 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 dun. 
done. Yeah, well, Kendra, what did you think? Um, I mean, there, there was a lot of, like, it kept me watching. Um, I do think that they handled some stuff weird, as we discussed. Yeah. But I think it's an interesting story um, that they're, like, dealing with this crazy person on campus. Yeah. Um, I, I hate the Andrea stuff. I do, too. I just... I just hate it. I don't. Um, I don't it just know. makes I me mean, not I, like her, and I do right. like Andrea. So, right. um, and uh, what's the other? Oh, I don't know. I I I guess I'm like, I'm ready for Brandon and Kelly to break up and her to get back together with mm-hmm. Dylan, and I Valerie know. is just like, who knows what's gonna happen? So yeah, that's always fun. Goes for Valerie, yeah. Yeah. What What about you? Yeah, I do like it. I mean, same. I'm I'm frustrated with the Andrea stuff, uh, and I I feel like we're missing. I don't know. It's like David David is kind of relegated to you know a, a weird Claire subplot. You know, Dylan's kind of sulking. I just feel like there's not a lot of like interconnectivity among the storylines, and like we're not getting group. That's why I was so surprised when the whole gang was at the party for Kelly and then it wasn't even a scene. Right. It was just like, we have everybody sit in the grass and we'll film this. So I'm missing the ensemble nature of what the show used to be. And the like the little segmenting of these plots, I feel like none of them are really strong enough to carry. And I don't really feel like we have a central drive at this moment yeah. for like what the show is about. Yeah. You know? So I'm a little on the fence, but I did enjoy this episode. So, yeah. you know. I guess I yes with reservations. Do you what's your nano to a no snap? I mean it, I I don't know. I guess I'd have to give it to Amy being like someone yeah. just got raped. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I, well, I think the the Andrea Rush or not Andrea, the Valerie Rush scene is just so soapy with like the it dim is. lighting and the hotel room and well, Valerie, what do you you know? It is that to me was very very much like Dynasty or something. I liked that, so mm-hmm. that's yeah. where I'm gonna get it. Uh, Kendra, I, you and I just did another podcast together. We did. So Kendra joined me over on How's Things for the David A. Howe Public Library, and we talked all about our favorite things from 2021. So you can go listen to us over there. Or you can listen to me every other week on this Andorian Life with my pal Steve, where we're talking about Ewoks most of the time. What about you, <laughs> K-Bomb? Where are you at? I'm Miss Musebox91 on Twitter, and I have a website, MissMusebox.com, and I have a Etsy page, Miss Musebox Crafts, and I'm also the co-host of the podcast, 90s Music Got Me Like, where we sure. talk 90s music, and we're starting 21, 20, sorry, starting 2022 yeah. strong with... Green Day. I can't even remember what song we're doing, but it's Green Day. We've never we've never done Green Day before. Oh, really? Oh, that's interesting. This is our first one. Well, I look forward to hearing it. And you can join us here next time, right on 902. And here we go as we discuss season five, episode twenty three. Love hurts. Love hurts. That's not that's that's not how the song goes. No, it's not. Happy New Year, Kendra. Happy New Year. 902. And here we go. (laughs) 